Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. All right, so Jonathan, talk to me. Introduce yourself. Let us know who our guest is for today. Yes, I'm Jonathan Drayton. I'm 28 years old and okay. I have to call myself a Christian philosopher and I understand how that might be, you know, interesting on why such a title and and I would say that you know a Christian philosopher yeah the ideas can be conflicting but I don't think they're diametrically opposed or mutually exclusive so when you think about a Christian that's a follower of Christ yeah, yeah and for me that's my identity that's the most important thing for me yeah. and a philosopher is just a love of wisdom mm. and Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 says yeah. the fear of the Lord is the beginning wisdom. of wisdom and knowledge and understanding mm. so at least for me as a Christian philosopher what's foundational and what's my compass is God's word mm. you know it's Holy Spirit breathed on it's Holy Spirit inspired and therefore for me as a as a Christian who is a lover of wisdom mm. I like to search out the scriptures deeply and get a great understanding on how I can live my life in God's morality. Mm. So that's how I have the title Christian philosopher. Mm. So they can work together. I know a lot of philosophers like to look at things without the influencement of God, but I understand that being attached to God allows me to not only you know grow in my understanding about the world and everything around me but also in the knowledge of god so that's my subscription when it comes to that okay so let us get to it i'm going to be asking you some sad questions okay sure all right so let's start with how did you come to christ how did christ find you can you talk to me about that yeah so how I came to Christ was actually interesting. So I was raised as a Christian. Okay. You know, my background, you know, my father and my mother yeah. are those who read God's word and they also they also were heavily in the church. Yeah. And for me, I think the biggest thing that I need to understand is I wanted to have a personal relationship with God. Yeah. Not my relationship be attached to what my family believes. Yeah. So for me was going to college and trying to find what my purpose is and philosophy kind of helped me in that way to help you know you know brightening my horizon when it came to elevating my thinking right so I believe that the quality of your thinking can determine the quality of your life right I believe also we live our lives on levels and we arrive in stages so you know when it comes when it came to that for me It was trying to serve this or trying to come to understand what my purpose would be. And I thought Aristotle put it very beautifully. He said, 
at the intersection of life lies your gifts, talents, and abilities, and then there lies your purpose. Ooh. So at first I thought I was going to be a professional Americano football player. Ooh. It didn't plan out Ooh. the way I thought it was going to be. Yeah. However, yeah. you know, majoring in philosophy had me on the search to understand who God was. So I majored and I did some work in yeah. history. I did some work in political science yeah. and I did some work in philosophy. And doing that much work in studying and reading books, yeah. I came to the conclusion that the same amount of effort that I was putting in to you know, excel in school, I need to make sure that I did the same thing for my understanding and my relationship with God. Mm. So that, you know, desire and effort transferred over to want to know who God is. Yeah. And then I started on my journey and I started reading God's word. And I would say philosophy helped and how I view things, how I unpack things. And then I also, you know, developed a biblical hermeneutic to help me read the text and understand the text and apply the text. So that's kind of how I got introduced to God. And then I got baptized, I got Holy Spirit filled, and my faith grew from that standpoint. I think the biggest challenge, as yeah. I believe I would say, yeah. is how do you apply what it is that you're reading? And I, I know there was a topic that you wanted to discuss. You wanted to say, well, how do you walk with God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is that your next question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we get a glimpse of an individual Bible named Enoch. Okay. And Enoch said that he walked with God. Yeah. yeah right. So yeah. the question becomes, are we looking in the literal sense that he walked with God or did his life demonstrate faith that was in his heart? Right. Did mm -hmm. his life or faith show a consistent and a complete walk with God. Right. Cause the Bible says that he walked with God for 300 years yeah. and we understand that the time period and age is different. Yeah. You know, when we read in Genesis that Adam and them lived 800 years, and right now, just approaching 80 is is a blessing, right? <laughs> things things have evolved, so yes, yes, that's, yes. that becomes the question. So, you know, in thinking about what you said, the first passage that popped up to, into my head okay. about how do you view walking with God yeah, in yeah. relation to us. Yeah. Is is Matthew chapter sixteen, okay. verse twenty four through twenty six, and I'll read it. And if anyone's listening, you could turn you could turn to it. Okay. And it says, "Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Mm. For whoever would save his life will lose it, mm. but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it." Or what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? So this text comes up because it's if we're walking with God, we yeah. gotta carry our cross. Right? Jesus, yeah, Jesus carried the physical cross. But as believers, you know, in Christ, we also have to carry our cross. And that's a different demonstration of commitment and submission to God, right? Another thing that crossed my mind okay. was, well, how do you do that, right? Yeah. You know, what is the standard in regards to that? So I would point people to 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. Okay. And it says, 1 John chapter 5, well, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. And it says, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you. Yeah. 
that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Yeah, if yeah. we say we have fellowship with him, yeah. right? Yeah. While we walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out yeah. or practice the truth. But yeah. if we walk in the light, yeah. as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, cleanses us from all sin. Yeah, sure. If we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves. Yeah. And the truth is not in us. Yeah. And the reason why this is, a, this is a very important verse is because... Here's an invitation to have fellowship with Jesus Christ Ooh. and God, right? Yeah. And that fellowship is a type of relationship that yeah. you have with God. And therefore, if you're going to walk in lockstep with God, if you're going to walk in a light, then your life has to be a residual reflection of that truth, Ooh. right? That's that's what we're called. That is what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to step out among from them and be separate, right? So we're believers within a world where we should be separate from among them. So yeah. we're operating in the world, but not of the world. Okay. So when it comes to saying that, yeah, when it comes to saying that we're going to walk with God, then there has to be an understanding that there's a standard on how to, how we're being expected to walk with God, right? In the yeah. book of James chapter four, verse 17, Right, James chapter four, verse 17, it says, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and don't do it, it's sin for them, right? So the biggest thing when it comes to walking with God is understanding the importance of prayer, understanding the importance of living right because you are ambassador, representative of Christ and we get that and and Corinthians, and this is what Paul tells us. Yeah. Another thing is, Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 7, okay. verse Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 through 14, he says, Enter through the narrow gate. Yeah. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Yeah. And many enter through it. Yeah. But small is the gate and narrow and the road that leads to life, and only if you find it. So that is the path of walking with God. Mm. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be some yeah, suffering. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of these different things. So if we're going to walk with God, yeah. we have to understand that you have to die to yourself and embrace what it is that God wants you to do. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's one more thing too that I think that we should consider as well. Okay. You know, Jesus showed us an example of what would be considered selfless actions, right? And he told us this in Luke 9 and also I believe in Luke 18, that part of, you know, living or an example of Christ of being selfless is also serving, right? And service to others, right? These are some of the this is what is considered the Great Commission, right? Go out and make disciples yeah, and yeah. baptize, right? But it's also, there's a call of us also to be a servant, to help in whatever capacity we, that we can. And and I love what Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2, yeah. verse 3 through 5. Again, it's Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 through 5. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or yeah. vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself not looking to your own interest 
for each of you to the interests of the other. So I'll close with this. If we're going to be a, to walk with God, these are some of the suggestions that are placed before us that we have to submit to and consider. Because it's it's all it's it's not an easy an easy task to walk with God, you know. You know, one of the great examples is Peter who who actually sinned against God. And one of those things was he denied them in front of men. Now, yeah. interesting enough, Jesus said, If you deny me in front of the men, I would deny you in front of my father in heaven. So here you have Peter who saw all the things Jesus did and he fit in that category. However, Jesus forgave him. Yeah. Right, yeah. and he he told him he told him that the, the devil seeks to have you, yeah. right? Or, or seeks to sift you, but he said, "I pray that your faith fail you not." Yeah. Or yeah. when he comes out of that situation, could yeah. be better. Yeah. So walking with God sometimes is not hearing Him. Mm-hmm. Walking with God is sometimes, you know, a path in which causes you to reflect and know His word. Walking with God is a tough thing. So, if you truly have faith in God, I believe, just like Jesus, God will bring you through, and you will be more than a conqueror. The question is, are you up for the task? Are you, are you willing to go through some experiences of suffering? Are, mm. are you willing to go through some hardship? Hardship. Mm, mm, mm. I get that. I get that. That was so beautiful. Thank you so very much. Enjoying that. That was so beautiful yeah. because. Now it is. Uh, it would be so um, easy for anyone to understand how to work with God. With all of the way you explain your insight, I tell you, I'm glad for you because you did so well. That was a beautiful one. Okay, so that was a beautiful one. There is a question I would like to ask you that I'm so eager to find answers. For. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it says. How do okay? Let's imagine that I'm a child of God and I don't know how to apply God's word in my life. Okay, my daily activities, I don't know how to apply God's word. So, now, how do I apply God's word to my life? You got that? Okay, yeah. So, the challenge of applying God's word is going through a stage of mistakes mm-hmm. and applying, right? There are certain things that you have to go through in order you know how you ought to respond. So I'll give you an example. Okay. One of my favorite verses in the book of James tells us, be quick to listen, mm-hmm. slow to speak, yeah. slow to become angry because human anger is not the righteousness that God our Father desires. Yeah. I learned so much from that verse because it taught me that in conflict, fighting fire and fire and insult and insult is not the best way to respond. Mm. Because you see how a argument can be blown up into a chaotic moment and can yeah. impact people around you. And yeah. then they have a perception of who you are yeah. based upon that little incident of anger that you exhibited. Mm. And automatically people can use that as an example to sum you up and say that you're a person that's out of control. What's Seriously. Out of control? Seriously. Right. Yeah. So reading that verse is suggested to be a good listener in that moment. Mm. To be careful of the things that you say. 
and also not to exhibit a behavior that you might be feeling within because of the perception that people are going to have for you once they leave and depart that right there's a saying that you know an impression that a person has on you is only based upon the first thing that they see right so don't judge the book by its cover it's one phrase to kind of counter that but there's also you know if i don't know anything else about you what kind of impression can you leave on me that's usually a very disturbing impression that a person can have on you especially if you say that you're a child of god a man of god right now i know that we make mistakes but it's important that you understand that if we are going to call ourselves ambassadors and representatives of christ we also have to be well aware that people are watching us they're paying attention to what we're doing right that's why we got a scripture in colossians where he says let your speech be seasoned with salt that you know how you ought to answer people and that word salt there means godly wisdom godly discernment and godly judgment so it's been interesting because i've been on my podcast the truth of the matters podcast we actually did a a really deep breakdown on matthew chapter 5 verse 9 which says you know blessed is the peacemakers for they are the children of god and you know when we look up the word peace in hebrew it means completeness and wholeness and harmony and when we think of what peace looks like the world is chaotic but as followers of christ within the body of christ god allowed jesus to come oh jesus God came in the image and the person of Jesus Christ in order to fulfill and address the human heart. And that human heart that he addressed allows us to have the peace that we have. So God addressed peace, not in an an external perspective, but an internal perspective, which then allows the internal blessing of peace that you have allows you to try to impact peace on an outward perspective. Right? Yeah. So when we're trying to understand the whole idea of responding and reacting, it usually starts with knowing who you are in Christ from within that allows you to respond appropriately outwardly. Right? A lot of the different things that tend to happen, the blow-ups, the unnecessary, you know, outlashes that people have is because they're not healthy. There's something going on with the fin that uh, that has them responding in a negative fashion to those people that have no idea what's going on. So that's 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 an example I would say on how you can apply God's word. Another thing I would say on how you can apply God's word is to take in consideration yeah. that you know as believers, yeah. when we declare Jesus as Lord over our life. Yeah we have a lot of different things before we met Christ that are sinful actions. And we have to allow Jesus to fill those voids in our lives. And if we don't, then we're backsliding. That's the challenge, right? So there was something that I was talking to my brother about this week, last week. And I talked to him about understanding how powerful praise and worship can be. Praising God singing songs uplifts your spirit praying also uplifts your spirit above the circumstances that you deal with and i sat back and thought about hey you know over my life before i met christ 
fornicating was a, a place was a, a place that I would go to try to satisfy my loneliness in some of the tough times I was going through. Some people drink, some people smoke. Yeah, yeah. Right? Some yeah. people have these outlets. But when you come to Christ, he's supposed to be the ultimate comforter that provides you that peace. Yeah. So we have to learn how to tap into God's word and to sing praise and worship and allow him to fill that void. Nothing else is supposed to fill that void. If God is truly who we believe he is, because those different forms of outlets that we go to is what's considered adultery. Not adultery, it's considered, it's considered uh, idolatry. Idolatry. Because we're allowing those different things to actually interject and mess with our way of thinking and our choices mm. and ultimately we're giving servants and 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 praise to those things but we have to allow jesus to replace them and that takes time right i believe god is a god of process and he's gonna work with you he's gonna he, he understands the human condition he understands them because he was a human yeah. but he knows yeah. the, the stuff that you're going through the troubles that you have, the problems that you deal with. It's beautiful because in the passage, Jesus says that he knows what you ought to pray for before you even pray and ask. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I would say take, you take it day by day, okay. work at it, read the word, and I believe eventually it's going to come through. Okay, so what is it that um, motivates you day by day what is that thing that motivates you every day you get that i want to i want to be worthy of what god called me to be and i want to make sure that my parents who raised me there's an imprint and there's a legacy that i left behind that they could be proud of mm -hmm. those are the two most important things that motivate me every single day and i don't want to ever live a life of regret right yeah. and the reason why these things are so important to me yeah. is because you know I believe that with what time that God has given you and the abilities and the gifts and talents that he's given you yeah. it's important that you utilize them right and we could talk about the ta the, the, the parable with the talents yeah. and yeah. we could talk about how the individuals use what they were talented with in order to make income and you have one who buried his talent in the ground, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah. you gotta really, you gotta really start to ask yourself, how can I optimize what God has given me to the best of my ability, where people can benefit it from it and see Christ shine through me? Mm. And that's what motivates me. And then of course, you know, your parents raise you to 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 make something of yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a proponent of making sure that in whatever capacity I can, they, they can look at me and see, there's my son mm. doing something that I'm proud of, proud of. and that I can appreciate. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You know, that um, other one that kept his own and what he was talented with, to, to him now, he thought he did the, he did the right thing. No, my, my master is such a very wicked master, so I've got to go hit his money. I've got to go hit it. You know, he thought he did the right thing, but 
that was stupid and wrong. Okay, so thank you so very much, Donita. That was a beautiful one. Thank you so very much and God bless you. So what would you like to say to the listeners? Any advice or maybe um, do you have a product, maybe a book or a link to Yeah, it? so I have I have a couple of outlets you can reach me. So I I have an Instagram page called The Truth of T M I S. Okay. It's called The Truth of T M I S. Okay. It's just the Truth of the Matter of podcast. And I have a podcast called The Truth of the Matters Podcast, and you can view that on all streaming platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, it's Spotify, it's Google, it's Audible. Wherever you listen to podcasts, I believe my podcast will be available. I also have a group on Facebook called I'm a Believer. Again, it's called I'm a Believer. And that's where we usually put a verse a day, and it's to help motivate and inspire. And it's actually inspired by Romans chapter 1 verse 12 where it says we should be mutually encouraged by one another's faith yeah yeah so if you're looking for some sort of inspiration or motivation to live out your beliefs that is where I think is a source that can be useful and lastly I'll provide you my email because I don't believe that I'm in a place where I can't be reached yeah. And someone wants to have a conversation like this, or someone has questions, or yeah. they, they're, they're looking for some sort of direction, or some sort of hope, or some sort of prayer, because we yeah. need to pray for one another as well. Yeah. I want to make sure that I, I can be there to provide my sources for anyone. So my email is speed, S P E E D, and then it's E D at the end of that. So that's speed it, S P E E D E D 83 at gmail.com. And I usually try to get back to you as, as fast as I can. And based upon if I'm prohibited. Okay. So yeah, those are the ways you can reach me. Okay, beautiful. Thank you so very much, Jonathan. That was a beautiful one. You see, if not for time, I would have said we'd continue and go on and go on because I'm actually learning beautiful things from you. And I'm so sure the listeners also learn beautiful things. Thank you so very much, Jonathan. So is it possible we'll yeah, absolutely. I'm down for that. Anytime I've been given an opportunity to share God's word, it, it could be helpful to someone. I think that I want to use that opportunity because I think it's important that the word gets out and that we hear about how God is changing and helping yeah. and being a present help in the time of need for anyone that has questions or, or wants to learn more about God. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so thank you so very much, Jonathan. That's going to be the end of today's interview. Thank you so very much. Are you up for a chat after the interview? Are you up for a chat? Yeah, sure. All right, all right. So thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. That was a beautiful one. Appreciate it. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.